Second down and six. Mahomes give it to Williams. Bouncing it outside. He has a whole 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Super Bowl Chiefs. Andy Reid is going to get a ring. Damian Williams. Bring on the Gatorade. It's not happened yet, but the comeback is complete. They were down 10. They're now up by 10. Extra point pending. That was me with the call on Sportscasters. Super Bowl 5400 season of the NFL. Chiefs beat the 49ers. Contrary to my prediction on Sports with Yosef, today's episode, it's not about the NFL champion. It's about a past MLB champion. All kinds of rumors, reports, and accusations are out accusing the Astros of cheating their way to a World Series. Joining me today on Sports with Yosef, it will be Eddie Matt's longtime guest of Sports with Yosef. That will be the majority of the show. I will talk a little bit of Super Bowl at the end. All that coming up and more on Sports with Yosef. A whole lot of baseball news has sprung up recently, and joining me to figure it all out, long-time, long-time baseball writer Eddie Matz, joining me on Sports with Yosef. Eddie, thanks for coming on, and I guess I could have said long-time guest of Sports with Yosef as well now. It's been a bunch of times you've come on. How are you doing? Doing well. I feel like I have partial ownership stake in the show. I want royalties. Well, we can talk about that. You know any sponsors? Let's see. Uh, my kids, my kids could sponsor. They've got like a uh, dollar thirty-seven in the piggy bank, so that might help. Yeah, I mean, talking. I mean, if you're getting thirty percent of that, that it does add up. A whole lot of baseball news has come up, and one of the parts which you predicted on Sports with Yosef, you predicted Astro- Astros Nationals World Series, and you were right. Well, we got a whole lot more predicting to do today because a whole lot of vague things in the MLB. Astros, their success over the last couple of years, it's been really well documented. But the, the reports that the Astros have cheated have sprung up and it's cost many people their jobs. Eddie, I haven't actually talked about the cheating scandal yet on Sports with Yosef. I was actually just waiting to get you on to do it. Can you just take us through the entire uh, episode? <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of episodes. It's like, it's like uh, a Netflix uh series uh so yeah i mean astros won it in 2017 beat the dodgers and at the time everyone just thought they were really good but then over time and they were good but uh in the last few weeks we've come to learn that it wasn't all above the board they they were stealing signs which that's not that's nothing new people have been stealing signs in baseball for years and years and in sports in general they what they're saying if you're if you ain't cheating you ain't trying so stealing signs is nothing new, but the, the methods which they used to do it was something that we haven't seen before. So apparently they were using uh, live video feeds that they had set up you know, inside the park to try and get images of the signs that the catchers were using, and then they would somehow decode it, and then they would relay the information to the hitters. And you know, we still don't know the full extent of it. There's debate over whether players like Jose Altuve were wearing uh, devices on their body that would somehow serve as a signal to what kind of pitch was coming. We do know that there was the banging of trash cans in the dugout, like all this high-tech <clears throat> sports uh, analytic stuff that we have, and, and their their method was banging trash cans. Uh, I mean, apparently, it was more than that. Apparently, there were word has come out now that they were using an app that one of the interns had developed 
and then it trickled down to the Red Sox because Alex Cora was the, the bench coach at the time in 2017, and then he took over the Red Sox. So he's been, uh, well, I don't know if he was let go, but they parted ways, the Red Sox and Alex Cora, and then the Astros general manager, Jeff Luno, and the manager, A.J. Hinch, those guys were both let go. So, you know, it's been a lot of change, a lot of ripple effects and aftershocks, and I don't think we're done. I think there's going to be plenty more before this is all said and done. Right, and Carlos Beltran lost his job with the Mets as well because of this. Oh, right. I forgot about that, yeah. I mean, yeah, forgot about that. What repercussions do you expect? Well, they're saying that they're going to give all the Red Sox players immunity, which is what they did with the Astros to get testimony. So the players basically couldn't be touched. They're saying they're going to do the same thing with the Red Sox. So in theory, the players aren't going to be affected there, but there might be some front office stuff that goes on there. And who knows? Maybe all the players don't get immunity. Maybe we find out there are more teams doing it. I'm sure there are more teams doing it, right? It's just that we don't care about the teams that aren't winning, right? Like if the Marlins are stealing signs, no one's going to care. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're stealing Marlins. signs and you still have a season like the Marlins or the Orioles, <laughs> you got other issues here. You got, pro- you got problems, yeah. You've got to be good at stealing signs. So the whole thing is crazy. It's, uh, it's obviously not the kind of stuff that baseball fans or people in the media want to focus on, but it, it demands to be talked about because it's a big deal. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're allowed to steal signs. You just cannot use technology to steal signs. Is that correct? Sure, yeah. I think the stealing of signs, as I mentioned before, has been going on for years and years with the old-fashioned tools of your eyeballs, things like that. Uh, but a couple of years ago, there was, I forget the exact date, but sometime in the recent past, there was an edict that said, yeah, you can't use this technology, right? That, Replay technology and all that stuff is, has been has changed the game in some ways for the better, but the league was very clear that you can't use that stuff to steal signs, and that's what the Astros have done. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the Astros beating the Dodgers. A whole lot of news coming out, and then a whole lot of news pending right now. Dodgers have a pending trade for Mookie Betts, David Price. They already traded away, and now I'm blinking on their name, one of their infielders to the Angels. Whole lot of trades, but Gratterall didn't pass the Red Sox physical, so that trade's pending. What's going on? Well, when you're making a trade, you obviously want to dot your I's and cross your T's, and part of that is getting medical review. And so, yeah, uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall, who's the Twins' top pitching prospect sounds like the Red Sox who are supposed to be acquiring him as part of this three-team trade uh it seems as though they're a little worried about his his medical history so they're examining that and so in theory this trade could break down Uh, I don't think that's going to happen though because I, I feel like it's been such a big news story Mookie Betts going from Boston to LA that I feel like Major League Baseball would get involved if there, were, if there was an issue and or the players union would get involved. We might not hear about it. It was, might be behind the scenes puppeteering. But I, one way or another, I believe this trade is, is going to go down. Maybe it takes tweaking it. Maybe Gratterall isn't the guy and, and, and there's another guy that, that gets moved instead. But I can't imagine at this point that a deal of that magnitude is going to get kiboshed. 
Mm-hmm. And the guy whose name I was blinking on, Jock Peterson, he was traded to the Angels. Anthony Rendon went to the Angels in the offseason, and the Angels underratedly are getting really good. And the Astros, we've talked about their issues right now. Do the Angels have a shot at a division? No. No, they don't. I think they could sneak into a wild card, maybe. The Astros are still really good, regardless of the discipline that's come down. The A's are really good. They've won 90-something games each of the last two years and gotten a wild card spot. The Angels have made some interesting moves. They picked up Anthony Rendon, like you said, assuming this trade, all the trades go through. Jock Peterson, and they got Ross Stripling also, who's a pitcher from the Dodgers. Uh, they made a couple other moves. But the pitching is still suspect. Starting rotation has been a, a thorn for them forever, it seems like. They just can't seem to get out of their own way. Last year, it looked like that rotation might be decent. But then so much stuff happened. They dealt with a rash of injuries. And then Tyler Skaggs, the pitcher, died suddenly and tragically. Shohei Otani was out following Tommy John surgery. So they, that rotation was... I think there was no pitcher. This is crazy. There was no pitcher on that team that started more than 20 games on that team. Not one single starter, which is weird because if you have a healthy season, you're starting 33 or 34 games, but not one guy started more than 20 games. So this year, the rotation should be better. Otani's back. They got Dylan Bundy from the Orioles. They got Julio Tehran from the Braves. They've got a young kid named Griffin Canning who looks like he might be a good pitcher. So, if those guys stay healthy, if things go right for that rotation, then yeah, I think maybe they could get a wild card, but there's no way I see them winning the division. Mm -hmm. What about a team in the Yankees where they paid a whole lot of money for Garrett Cole? First off, was it worth it? No, <laughs> it was not worth it. He's, glad he's we agree he's on one that of the one. Best pitchers. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, so he... I think the front end of the deal, sure. Like whatever the annual, let's see, what is it, 324 over nine, so that's 30 or 36 million a year. I think on an annual basis, if anyone's worth that money, he is. He's arguably the best pitcher in the game right now. He's still relatively young. He's in his upper 20s, but it's a nine year deal. So you're talking about that deal takes him until he's 38, I think. So 36 million a year at the back two or three or four years of that deal does not make sense. But this is this is the way baseball contracts work. I don't think the Yankees think they're paying for nine years of him. You know, even if you think of it as let's say six or seven years and you want to annualize it over that time and you what does that work out to? Like forty five million a year instead of thirty six? It's kind of semantics. Potato potato. Right. So is he the best pitcher in the game? Probably. Does he deserve that kind of annual value? Yes, but nine years is crazy. How many rings will he get the Yankees? 10, 10, 10 rings in nine years. He's that good. Now, uh, I mean, well, you, you're, you're on about the Astros. You might get this one right also. He's, he, he himself is not going to get the Yankees any rings, right? No matter how good of a pitcher one player is, still take four other starters and eight bullpen guys. And, Absolutely. And but he, he's a player, the, so. He's a piece that, I mean, that veteran pitcher who showed up in the postseason. I feel like that could be the piece for the Yankees to get them to the World Series. I mean, they went an entire decade without seeing a World Series. That's like saying Tom Brady won't make it to the playoffs. Poor Yankees. Poor, poor Yankees. No, I think, no. will, will they win a ring during Garrett Cole's tenure there? Yeah, probably. I think so. Could they win two or three? Of course. But, you know, there's a lot of other good teams in baseball. The Dodgers, the Astros, 
really talented. The Nationals, you know, they they didn't have. I mean, they lost Rendon, but you know, they're a good team. The Braves look great. Uh, a lot of young talent on that team. The Rays never seem to go away. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, the Twins. The Twins were good last year. Had a nice offseason. So the Yankees got the will NL be Central a fourth also. Week. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure who's coming out of there. That's I feel like that's the, the weak sauce in Major League Baseball. But so, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going to be a force to be reckoned with for, look, even after Derek Cole leaves, they're still they're the Yankees, right? They're always going to spend. Yeah. They're always going to be competitors. So it'll be exciting. Exciting to watch. And you mentioned the Rays. The Rays have come close, but they've never really – I mean, can they make a run this year? Yeah, I mean, every year people say, oh, the Rays, there's no way they can compete with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, this year, the Red Sox, especially if this Betts trade gets finalized, it seems like the Rays would be a favorite to to get the wild card. And who knows, with a little block, if they can beat up on the Yankees a little bit, which they have problems doing, especially in New York, uh, you just never count those guys out. They've got some great young pitching. Blake Snell, Cyan winner from... 2018 Tyler Glasnow was great last year after coming over from Pittsburgh in a trade the year before and then he got hurt but if he's healthy that's that one-two punch there is fantastic so I would never count out the Rays right the Orioles made a bunch of trades in the offseason not a whole lot of value coming back in return what's your take are we going back to the old days of Baltimore where you're they're, they're just not willing to pay guys money who they trade? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Help me out. Who they Dylan, trade this offseason? Dylan Bundy, Jonathan VR. Um, All right. At least yeah, one more yeah. name I'm forgetting. Right. Well, VR was basically a salary dump. Good player, but they just didn't feel like it made sense to pay him, given that they're not going to be competing. Bundy, not so much a salary dump, but you know they they, they could get a couple prospects back for him. But it, you know at this point his value wasn't as high as it would have been if they had traded him a year, year and a half, two years ago. So that's that's the story there. Uh, you know, look, they're not pretending to be anything that they're not. So, you know, free agent wise, are they going to sign anybody big? No, because it doesn't make any sense. You, you know, why would you spend? Well, first you have to get players who want to come here, right? The one thing they need is pitching, starting pitching, and that's always been a problem ever since Camden Yards opened. It's a it's a hitter's ballpark. Pitchers know that. So if you're a pitcher trying to build your value. Why would you go to Camden Yards where your ERA is going to balloon and you're going to, going to give up a ton of bombs? It hurts your earnings potential. So you'd have to get paid a, a ton of money, right? You'd have to have it be your last contract, a Garrett Cole type of contract, and the Orioles aren't paying anybody that. So, uh, you know, it's going, to be, it's going to be tough times as it was these last couple of years for Orioles fans, but it's going to be a few more of those years. In the meantime, they're going to trade away players like that, try and get prospects in return, they're not going to sign any big name free agents, and you hope that the you know the farm system is the great white hope, right? That's Adley Rutschman, the catcher, looks like a great prospect. You got Ryan Mountcastle, looks like he can hit. You've got a got, bunch of pitching prospects, uh, also. Bunch, yeah, bunch of young pitching prospects: Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall and Zach Lother and all these guys. So it's just going to take time. Fans are going to have to be patient. Yeah, there's been talk about Andrew Kashner coming back to Baltimore. Do you think that'd be something that would um, come to happen? It could. He could certainly help them. He could chew up innings, and that would allow them to give some of those guys that I just talked about, the young guys, 
some time and not have to rush them to the big leagues. But Cashner has to want to come back to Baltimore. Don't know if that's going to happen. He hasn't been signed yet. If he does come to Baltimore, it's not going to be for a ton of money. Probably would be something like a, I don't know, one year, $3 million deal, $4 million deal, something like that. So, yeah, that could happen. I could definitely see them signing one more veteran starting pitcher either before, well, spring training is about to start. So probably happen during spring training, if not even later than that. Might be Cashner, might be, you know, there's another handful of guys I could see them taking a chance on. It's not going to cost them much, and they might get lucky. The, the luckiest thing <laughs> excuse me, would be if they sign one of those guys, and then he has a great first three or four months, and then they can flip him, trade him in July for some prospects, which is kind of what they tried to do with Cashner last year. Didn't work out great, but that would be the, the best-case scenario for them. Absolutely. What about the NL East? You mentioned it. You got the Nationals defending champions. You got the Braves who retooled. You got so many good teams in the NL East. Who's going to come out on top? I think the Braves will. Mm-hmm. Mets are improved. Nationals, that bull plan is better, but you lost Rendon, and Rendon was so good. It's hard not to think that they are either going to stay the same or, or dip. And the Braves, man, they were good last year, really good. I know it didn't work out for them in the postseason, but they've got young talent that's just going to continue getting better, both offensively and defensively, right? You've got uh, Mike Soroka, who has the look of a future Cy Young winner. Max Freed, same thing. Ronald Acuna is only going to get better. He's already one of the best young players in the game, the outfielder. Uh, they had some injuries to some of their key players last year. They improved their bullpen. I think they, they get Will Smith from the Giants, I believe, the reliever. Uh, and then they had a couple deadline deals last year with, for relievers, Chris Martin and Mark Melanson. They'll have those guys for a full year now. So I feel like the Braves are a 100-winning team. Uh, to me, that's, they're the best team in the NL East, and it's not particularly close. Mm-hmm. So last question, Eddie. Last time – on Sports with Theo Safe, you predicted the World Series. I'm not asking for a World Series prediction, but what's the one team <laughs> that nobody really knows about that much that's going to come out and surprise everyone come spring? Wow. That's a good question. I have to put the old thinking cap on for that one. You know, a lot of people have been talking about the White Sox in the American League and the Reds in the National League because both those teams made a lot of moves in the offseason, very sexy moves, right? Some big free agent signings. The Reds got Mike Moustakis. They got Nick Castellanos. They've already got some, some darn good pitching that people don't really realize. Their rotation is really good. Uh, and then on the flip side, the White Sox in the, in the American League, they made a lot of splashy moves. They got Yasmani Grandal, who's arguably the best catcher in the game. They've got some good young prospects and some good young players who were already up last year, like Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu. So I'm not sure whether I buy that either of those teams is going to be world beaters this year. It seems like whenever a team has an offseason like that, everyone's like, oh, that's the hot team. That's the sleeper pick. And then it never really comes together, right? Because it's like a it's like a Frankenstein. They, they, they spend and they get a bunch of guys who don't really know each other. And baseball is not necessarily a chemistry sport in the same way that basketball is or football is, but uh, I think it does matter. And so I don't know that, that either of those teams is going to make it to the World Series, but I feel like those are the two sort of sexy sleeper picks that people are talking about. So that, that's all I got for you on that one. I'm not, I'm not sure 
I feel like we've already discussed all the other guys, right? The A's and the Rays are going to sneak up on people. I don't know if they're going to win a World Series, but yeah, there you go. That's yeah. my thinking cap. Awesome. Thank you, Eddie. Always a pleasure, Yosef. That was Eddie Matz, longtime guest of Sports with Yosef. Big thanks to Eddie for agreeing to come on again. Let's switch tacks a little bit. Super Bowl 54, Chiefs beat the 49ers. They did it in the way that they constantly do. What they came back, they were down 10. They were ended up up 11. Look, heck of a performance by the Chiefs. They really shut down that 49ers rushing attack, and then they forced Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football, and he couldn't. Um, Tyreek Hill said after the game that he learned a little bit from Devontae Adams of the Packers how to beat Richard Sherman, so definitely a lot of good film study. You guys have probably seen a lot about the Super Bowl already. I'm not really going to go on about that. A couple quick points I want to head to. Eric Weddle, he has retired, and he's retiring as a Raven. He spent three years out of his 12-year career as a Raven. Three out of 12. And yet he retires as a Raven. That speaks loads about the Ravens organization. And the Ravens also signed Chuck Clark to, I want to say, a three-year, $15 million deal. It's somewhere in that ballpark. Locking up talent on the back end when Chuck Clark had the green dot last year the Ravens points per game was more than 10 points lower than what it was when he did not have the green dot he's a leader he's getting back I'll be interested to see what the Ravens do with Tony Jefferson because there is no spot for him on this Baltimore Ravens team I probably don't need to say it in fact I really don't need to say it I will just say it anyway Lamar Jackson won the MVP of the NFL and here's what I probably do need to say, and I, what I am going to say. Well, Lamar Jackson became the second person ever to win a unanimous MVP. The only other one, Tom Brady. Unanimous MVP, guys. Unanimous. Lamar Jackson, historic season. But yet, the focus isn't going to be on the past. It's on the future. John Harbaugh won winning coach of the year. Greg Roman... Assistant Coach of the Year. Ravens very well represented in NFL honors. Actually, I think Lamar did uh, the Ray Lewis squirrel dance on the stage. At least part of it. Ray Lewis was in the crowd there. This is a Ravens team that's looking to the future. I will have offseason. I will have draft coverage of the Ravens on Sportscaster. SportsCASTR.com. Username YosefM613. On my blog, sportsblog.com, username yosefm613. That is a devoted Ravens blog. On this podcast, Sports with Yosef, make sure you check out all the previous episodes. On Twitter, at yosefm613. I don't know what shape all that coverage will take. I don't know where it will be. I do know it will happen. Make sure you check it out. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Masinter. I'll see you next time.